All right. Take your Bibles, book of Lamentations, Lamentations chapter number three. Now you bear with me this evening. I've got a lot of reading I'm going to do, all right? I'm not going to cover that much, uh, but I've got a lot of reading I want to do, and then I've got quite a bit of a foundation I want to lay, then I just want to be a help to us uh, for just a few minutes. I want to be a help and encouragement to us tonight, and uh, Lamentations chapter number three, and uh, just I'll, I'll read several, several verses. I'm not asking you to stand this evening, uh, but I just want to try my best to mind the Lord, all right? Lamentations chapter number three, once again, you bear with me. I'm going to read several verses. i uh, got a lot of a foundation to lay, then I just want to show you a few truths, and uh, if you'll let me lay my foundation and read, I won't preach to you just a few minutes, all right? Lamentations chapter three, begin reading in verse number one. The Bible said, I am the man that has seen affliction by the rod of his wrath. Now, Jeremiah's talking here about the Lord. He's uh, uh, he's beginning, he's giving us some insight to the inner workings of his mind. And he said that, I am the man that has seen affliction by the rod of his wrath. He hath led me and brought me in the darkness, but not in the light. Now, we realize Jeremiah's talking about the Lord. And he said, I, I, I felt they have seen affliction by the rod of his wrath. And He's led me in the darkness and not in the light. That seems like a strange thing, but if we be honest, every one of us been there from time to time and uh, just felt like that all hope was lost. And verse 3, Surely against me he has turned. He turneth his hand against me all the day. My flesh and my skin hath he made old. He hath broken but me in dark places as they that be dead of old. He hath hedged about me that I cannot get out. He hath made my chain heavy. Boy, Jeremiah's in a bad way, ain't he? I mean, he, he's talking about the Lord. Now, he's not talking about an enemy. He's talking about the Lord. He said, he's hedged me in that I can't get out. I, he's made my chain heavy. I, he's put me in a dark place I, like those that are dead of old. Watch what the Bible said, verse 8. Also, when I cry and shout, he shutteth out my prayer. Jeremiah said he's done all this to me. And when I try to talk to him, I, it seems like he's not even listening. He hath enclosed my ways with hewn stone and hath made my paths crooked. He was unto me as a bear lying in wait and as a lion in secret places. He hath turned aside my ways and put me in pieces. He hath made me desolate. He hath bent his bow and sent me as a mark for the Arab. He hath caused the arrows of his quiver to enter into my reins. I was a derision to all my people, and their song all the day. He hath filled me with bitterness, and hath made me drunken with wormwood. He hath also broken my teeth with gravel stones, uh, and hath covered me with ashes. Thou hast removed my soul far off from peace. I forget prosperity. Boy, I, I just say this kind of humorously. Joel Osteen ought to read that verse. Jeremiah said, I'm just doing everything I can to serve the Lord. Uh, and it's been so bad. Uh, I've just forgot about prosperity. Isn't that right? He said, I'm just trying to get by, let alone prosper. Uh, I forgot all about that. Now watch this. Verse 18. Jeremiah said he's at the end of his interest from the Lord. Jeremiah said, I got to the place I was absolutely hopeless. He said, my strength, my hope was perished from the Lord. He said, there's nowhere to go. What's verse 19? Remembering mine affliction and my misery, 
the wormwood and the gall. My soul hath him still in remembrance and is humbled in me. Jeremiah said, when I think about everything that's been happening, he said, my soul still got it in remembrance. It's not just a head by head that thinks about it, but my soul aches when I think about it. My soul still remembers. And his very soul, the Bible said, is humbled within me. What's verse 21? This I recall to my mind. Therefore have I hope. Isn't that strange? Been going on and on and on about how bad it's been. He said, my soul remembers. My soul is humbled within me. But because of that, John, he said, because of all that, I have hope. Ain't that strange? I'll preach a little while this evening if the Lord hit me on hope in a hopeless situation. Hope in a hopeless situation. Verse 18, Jeremiah said, my hopes perished. Then verse 21, he said, therefore, have I hope. I want to deal a little bit with what goes going on here uh, with Jeremiah. Let's pray, and I'll give you my introduction. Heavenly Father, Lord, I truly love you. Lord, I pray you'd help us tonight as we study your word. Lord, I pray you give us understanding. Lord, give us wisdom. Lord, we realize that, Lord, the truth of your word will only be uh, understood and only be gleaned from spiritual insight. Lord, I pray that you'd eliminate our hearts to the truth of the gospel. Uh, Lord, I pray you'd help us this evening, help every child of God. Lord, I pray that, Lord, you'd help us in these dark days. That, Lord, I realize there's many times that it seems hopeless. And, Lord, it seems like all hope is lost. Uh, but Lord, I pray it help us to understand the truth tonight that even in the darkest of days, we still have hope. And Lord, I pray if it be one on the side of my voice, lost, undone without you. Lord, I pray convict their hearts, save them, for it's everlasting too late. We'll be careful tonight to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory, for we ask it Jesus' wonderful name. Amen and amen. Now, Book of Lamentations is a uh, very interesting book. It's a unusual book. Some of you uh, kind of give me a strange look when I said I won't be an encouragement to you uh, this evening and then said turn to the book of Lamentations. The reason you looked at me that way is because the, Lam the book of Lamentations is not a very encouraging book. It's not a very uplifting book. There's very little uh, in the book of Lamentations that's encouraging at all. In fact, uh, uh, it's almost entirely gloom and despair. Uh, it's almost entire, it's almost depressing, uh, if you would, as you read through the book of Lamentations. And, of course, we realize that, uh, Jeremiah was the, uh, the one that penned the book of Lamentations. And, uh, we need to understand a little bit about what's happening now. At the time that Jeremiah's wrote the book of Lamentations, uh, uh, the children of Israel, Jerusalem has failed. Uh, uh, they're in the Babylonian captivity. Uh, there's still a remnant that's left in Jerusalem, but just a small remnant, just those that uh, Babylon saw no need to bring. Not, uh, they, Babylon come in, took the brightest of the brightest, uh, uh, the best of the best, the ones that uh, they saw potential in. And this, uh, all that was left was those that, uh, by the world's standards, really didn't mean that much. Uh, and among them was Jeremiah. Jeremiah was there with the remnant, only in captivity. And uh, Jeremiah takes uh, five 
five chapters here in the Word of God uh, and writes the book of Lamentations uh, uh, during the Babylonian captivity. Now, uh, we realize this evening that uh, Jeremiah commonly is known as the weeping prophet. And uh, throughout the book of Lamentations, that's what you find. Uh, uh, Jeremiah weeping over the nation of Israel and weeping over the people of God and weeping over how God had dealt uh, uh, bitterly with his people. Uh, we realize over and over again the Lord gave them instruction and uh, showed mercy and they continued to rebel uh, and refused to repent. Uh, and finally God sent the captivity. Uh, uh, my soul, I believe we might be living in some of that right now, don't you? Uh, uh, that God has given America and give the world uh, uh, grace time after time after time. Uh, and man has chose to do that which is right in his own eyes. Uh, and we're beginning to see the effects uh, uh, when God sends his judgment. And uh, Jeremiah here in the book of Lamentations is heartbroken over the nation of Israel and, and over the people of God. Uh, uh, God's people are now in a strange land uh, among strange leaders. Uh, uh, the Bible said they couldn't sing the songs of Zion uh, in a strange land. Uh, uh, the book of Psalms tells us they hung their harps uh, in the willow tree because uh, uh, they couldn't sing the songs of Zion uh, in a strange land. And Jeremiah is heartbroken uh, over the condition of his nation. Uh, uh, the word lamentations here literally means a passionate expression of grief or sorrow. Uh, it literally means to weep bitterly. Uh, uh, the book of Lamentations is literally five chapters uh, of Jeremiah weeping bitterly uh, over the nation of Israel. Uh, very few encouraging words. Uh, uh, very few good things that could be said. Uh, I, I thought about that in my study today. Uh, I, I'm not trying to be political by any means. Uh, uh, but I thought about America. There's very few good things uh, uh, that can be said tonight. There's very little that uh, can be said uh, uh, that's good. And Jeremiah's burdened and broken hearted over his nation and Five chapters he deals uh, uh, with these uh, uh, this weeping and these lamenting over his nation. Now, I said five chapters, but you must understand this in the book of Lamentations. Each chapter would really uh, better be described as five separate poems. Five chapters, but it's really five different poems. Chapter 1 is one poem. Chapter 2 is one poem. 3, 4, 5, so on. Really five poems. Now there's something interesting about it. Take your Bible just real quick. Look with me in chapter 1. Chapter 1. Look, look, look at the last verse of chapter 1. That, now, I don't want you to read it so much. as I don't have time to deal with all of it. But verse 22. Is that right? Is that what your Bible says? Verse 22. Look at the end of chapter 2. Verse 22. Is that right? Look at the end of chapter 4. Verse 22, is that right? Look in chapter 5. Verse 22, is that right? Chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 4, and chapter 5 each contain 22 verses. Now, the reason for that, the reason I said that it's actually a poem, is because there's 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. Now, uh, 22 letters from the, uh, I could have told you till I tried to, but uh, uh, so they're A, I think it's, uh, somebody hit me, somebody ought to know that. What, what, 
Allah, that's it. Then it goes so on and so on and so on. 22 letters. And so what happens here in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 4, and chapter 5, the first verse in, if, in the Hebrew, now we can't see it as good in English, but if you're looking at it in the Hebrew, verse 1 would begin with Aleph. And then the next verse would be the next letter. The next verse would be the next letter all the way through. It's an acrostic, if you would. Each verse contains is the corresponding letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Does that make sense? It'd be like, for us, I give it to you how we do it in English. Verse 1 would be A, verse 2 would be B, verse 3 would be C, verse 4 would be D, verse 5 would be E, verse 6 would be F. That's hard than you think it is. I'm about to get messed up in my mind. But anyway, that's how it would be. Just It would begin, that the first word would begin with that letter. And that happens in verse in chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 4, and chapter 5. Now, here in chapter 3, I want you to notice what it is. It's not 22 verses. Look at the end of 3, something interesting happens. And chapter 3 is an interesting chapter in the book of Jeremiah. It's the middle chapter. Two verses, two chapters on this side, two chapters on this side. The middle chapter, middle poem, whichever way you want to look at it. And instead of being 22 verses, there's 66. And what happens in chapter 3 is this. There are 22 stanzas. What I mean by that is this. Each stanza is broke up into three verses or three lines. We realize that verses were added later by man, but in the Hebrew it would be three lines. So verse number one would begin with A. Verse number two would begin with A. Verse number three would begin with A. Then when you get to verse four, it would begin with B. Verse five would be B. Verse six would be B. Verse seven would be C. Verse eight would be C. Verse uh, one more, nine would be C. See what I'm saying? Still an acrostic, but instead of being one verse, it's now a stanza of three verses. That's interesting. We've got to understand that because that gives us some insight as to what Jeremiah was saying. That's important to understand. Now, here's what I want to say about that. Uh, here in our text, right in the middle. Now, we're right in the middle of chapter 3 almost. And, uh, well... I actually read more than I meant to. I didn't mean to start reading about verse 19. We didn't even read it yet. But our text is going to be verse 19 on down. Here in our text, we see a drastic change. We've read several verses, and all Jeremiah's had to say is something negative. I mean, it's just the Lord's been awful. I'm in a dark place. He's hedged me about so I can't get in. There is no hope. I mean, Jeremiah's in a bad way. And if you study chapter 1, it's the same thing. Chapter 2, same thing. I mean, just negative, negative, negative. He's lamenting. He's weeping over his nation. But in chapter 3, right in the middle, something interesting happens. Now, uh, I want to say this. Jeremiah begins right in the middle of his lamentation. He begins to find some encouragement. I got to think about that today, and I thought... As we look around, I don't care which political party you belong to, or if you're independent, or if you don't vote, or if you don't, I don't care. You can't help but look around you and realize the world's in a bad way. I mean, don't die on me right. You can't help but look around and realize that right's being called wrong, and wrong's being called right. And uh, me and John was talking about four service before everybody got here. We was talking about how, that, we was talking about Romans 1, and I said that, that well, the Bible talks about without natural affection. That is, it is talking about sodomy and homosexuality. I agree with that, but uh, it's without natural affection that a woman could abort her baby. It's without natural affection. God help me, I'm going to get some phone calls over this, but it's without natural affection for a mama to love her puppy dog more she does her young. That's without natural affection this is. 
You can't help but look around and realize that the world is in a bad, bad way. And God help us this evening how we ought to have a burden and be broken over our nation and over our world. I realize we've got a hope and I realize this world's not our home, but God help us. You ought to have enough uh, pride about you to look around and be broken and burdened by what's happening uh, round about us. Isn't that right? I realize this evening that we ought to be interested in, I saw a debate on Facebook today, uh, between a friend of mine and somebody he knew, and, uh, the guy came back, he put something political on Facebook, and the guy came back and, uh, said that you ought to be more interested in winning souls, and I kind of know what he's saying, but here's what the buddy of mine said, he said, I understand that, uh, you ought to be more interested in winning souls, he said, I, I'm doing everything I can as a pastor and as a Christian to win souls, and he said, but the Bible also said, uh, earnestly, contend for the faith and he said somebody's got to stand against wrong and somebody's got to be a light in a dark world and somebody's got to do something and uh, so that's what Jeremiah's dealing with uh, and he begins to find some encouragement uh, and I thought about as we look at the condition uh, of the world around us uh, uh, we spend a lot of time weeping and we spend a lot of time belly aching I'm not trying to be mean I'm trying to help us uh, uh, we spend a lot of time belly aching and groaning and, and complaining but God help us what we need uh, is for some Somebody to keep that burden, uh, uh, but find some encouragement uh, that they can be a help this evening. Isn't that right? Jeremiah had to find a balance. It's a good thing to have a burden. It's a good thing to be broken hearted. You can't get so broken hearted you find yourself discouraged. Isn't that right? You ought to be burdened about the conditions of, our, of our, the world around us. But you realize tonight, if the devil can get every one of us so discouraged that we just sit down and quit, uh, he's warned. Do you realize, I mean, he, uh, if he gets the church, so that and I, uh, uh, that we don't care, and we just throw in the towel, uh, these people still dying and going to hell. Uh, these still people need to be reached. Uh, and it's a good thing to be burdened, but you better not get so burdened uh, uh, that you find yourself destroyed uh, and find yourself quitting. Isn't that right? Jeremiah said in verse 18, he said, My hope is perished from the Lord. But then in verse 21, he said, Therefore have I hope. Now, I'm interested in finding out how that happened. Notice with me, real quick, verse 19, the Bible said, Remembering my affliction, my misery, the wormwood and the gall. Jeremiah, here he goes again. He said, I, I found some hope. Uh, he said, but I, the way I did that was remembering uh, all that bad that I've talked about for the last three poems. Uh, he said, I got to thinking about all that. Uh, I was letting that run through my mind. Uh, and he said, I remembered my affliction, my misery, uh, the wormwood and the gall. Uh, he said, they're deep down in my soul. Uh, my soul hath them still in remembrance and is humbled in me. Uh, then he said, this I recall to my mind that therefore have I hope. Now here's what Jeremiah said. So if you're going to get hope from all this, you can't just forget everything going on. It'd be foolish tonight for us to just say, well, bless God, everything's peachy and everything's good and we're just going to keep on going for the glory of God. That'd be foolish. Because everything's not peachy. And everything's not good. And everything ain't always a bed of roses. Isn't that right? It'd be foolish tonight for us to just turn a blind eye. 
what Jeremiah said was, uh, he said, I got to thinking about all that that's going on. Uh, I got to thinking about all the suffering that uh, him and the children of Israel went through. He said, I got to thinking about how God had dealt bitterly sent judgment. Uh, he said, I got to thinking about how that, uh, how the, how the, I mean, in this time, in Jeremiah's time, uh, how the economy had fell apart. Uh, there was problems in politics. Uh, uh, there was all kinds of things going wrong. Uh, you ought to take time and study. I don't have time preaching all that. Uh, but it reminds you what's going on today. Uh, and Jeremiah said, well, I got to thinking about all that. Uh, uh, for once, instead of getting myself discouraged, uh, I found a way to get some hope. How are we going to do that? I feel like I just need to stress this again. I'm not saying just forget about it. Jeremiah never said I just pushed it out of my mind didn't worry about it. He said when I remembered those things, uh, somehow or another, it brought to me hope. Now, Lamentations 3.18, Jeremiah said my strength and my hope has perished from the Lord. Somehow, Jeremiah was remembering these sufferings, all that he'd faced, uh, and instead of depressing and discouraging himself, uh, rather he found hope. Now, how did he do that? How is it? Now listen, what, let's just be honest tonight. I promise you, if you'll bear with me, I'm getting to the good stuff here in a minute. I just got to get us down the dumps a little bit before we get there. We've sat around so long. I, I could not tell you in the last, last six months, could not tell you one day of my life, somebody hadn't talked to me about how bad things was getting. I mean, we belly ached and we murmured. And, we, and I, I'm not saying that we ought not have a right. I told you we ought to be burdened. But where's the one, where's the one that'll say, even though things are going bad, uh, even though things aren't going like I think they are too, uh, even though perilous times have come, uh, even though the evil times have waxed worse and worse, uh, even though all that, uh, I'm going to keep my burden, uh, but it's not going to steal my joy, uh, it's not going to steal my victory, uh, I'll still do something for the Lord. Now, how did Jeremiah do that? Not only the remembrance, watch verse 22. I promise you, I'll be done in five minutes, I promise. Verse 22, he said, It is of the Lord's mercies we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. You know what happened? John Jeremiah got to think about everything that went bad. I mean, read chapter 1, chapter 2, and chapter 3. He's talking about everything possible that's went bad since God sent judgment. But then in verse 22, he said, Well, I was thinking about all that. All of a sudden, one day, Corey, it just hit him. If not for the Lord's mercies, we'd have been consumed. Jeremiah said, the majority of the Jews are in Babylon, but there is still a remnant. The majority of them are gone, but there is still a remnant. I was thinking about that today. Brother Kenny made a statement this morning, and I don't know who's listening, who's not tonight, but I'm going to preach to the camera in just a minute. Brother Kenny made a statement this morning about how some churches had struggled since all this stuff hit. I just say this, I don't care tonight whether you've got that, if you're a pastor, a church member, and you're listening to my Facebook, I don't care if you've got down to five people. If the doors are still open, you've not been consumed yet. Hey man, friend, that's right. Hey man, it might not be what used to be. Uh, but thank God by His mercy, uh, we've not been consumed. Isn't that right? I sat down there in my office today. I'll be honest with you. I sat down there today and I told Sammy Lawson, you call me if you don't believe me. I called him today and I said, Sammy, if I get everybody that's been coming to come on the same day, uh, we'd be running 75 or 80 every Sunday. Uh, I found myself in a pity party. Uh, but then I thought it's by the Lord's mercy uh, that we didn't have to shut down. Uh, 
That's right. Uh, it's just by His mercy we got a place to come. Uh, amen. For as bad as it's been, uh, it could have been far worse. Uh, we could be here tonight under the fear of our life. Uh, but thank God by the Lord's mercy, uh, we've not been consumed. Uh, and Jeremiah said, when I think about how bad it's been, uh, I finally realized it could be worse. Uh, if not for the mercy of God. Isn't that right? Jeremiah said, if not for the Lord's mercy, we'd have been consumed. Watch this. Because his compassions fail not. You know what Jeremiah said? He said, it finally just hit me. It's by his mercy we hadn't been consumed. Uh, and he got to thinking, Chris, why in the world? Uh, he sent judgment. He's dealt with us bitterly. Uh, but why is it he still showed compassion? Uh, why is it he still showed mercy? Uh, and Jeremiah said, the only thing I can figure out, uh, it's because his compassions fail not. Uh, he said, even in judgment, he still loves us. Uh, oh, y'all ain't getting that. Uh, I'm glad he loves us, aren't you? Uh, I'm glad, thank God, even when judgment comes, uh, even in hard times, uh, aren't you glad his compassions uh, fail not? Isn't that right? You know what that word fail not means in the Hebrew? It literally means uh, it does not, it literally carries the idea, oh, that it does not run out, uh, it does not expire, and it does not wax old. Here's what Jeremiah was saying. Uh, the reason his mercy uh, has kept us from being consumed uh, is because his compassion, his love, uh, it never runs out, uh, it never expires, uh, and there's no end. Y'all ought to get that right here in just a minute. Uh, aren't you glad this evening uh, that he loves us with a never dying love? Uh, it never runs out, uh, it never expires, uh, it does not fail this evening. Jeremiah said, I felt some hope when I realized it was his mercies that kept us from being consumed. Uh, that his compassions fell not. Watch what your Bible said. Verse number 23. Boy, I like this. Jeremiah said, carrying on that same thought. Jeremiah said, they are new every morning. What about that? Jeremiah said, every time. He said, there's been a lot of things happen. There's been a lot of things transpired. But every morning I've got up, there's new mercy. God, help me. His mercies are new every morning. And His compassions are new every morning. What about the fact that what Jeremiah's was saying, he said that love He's got for us, that compassion, it never expires, it never goes bad, it never runs out, it'd be sufficient forever. Yet every morning I get up and it's a brand new compassion and it's brand new mercy. What about that? Even though it's never run out, it's never expired, Yet they're new every moment. My soul, friend, that's a helping me if it ain't helping you. I'm glad even in the darkest days, His mercies are new every morning, aren't you? Boy, I'm glad for that. I don't know about you, but I found in my life that day to day, you never know what it brings. You know that? There ain't nothing telling what one of us could wake up tomorrow be going through. We could wake up. I'm not trying to be down and out. I'm not trying to burst your bubble. But we could wake up tomorrow. They've been all passed through the night that it's no longer legal to come to the house of God. But you know what happened if he did? There'd be new mercy to go along with it. Isn't that right? There'd be new love to go along. No matter how bad it may get, uh, Jeremiah said it's his mercy uh, that keeps us from being consumed. Uh, his compassions fail not. Uh, and he said they're new every morning. Isn't that right? Uh, he said every time I think it gets worse, uh, uh, God just loves me a little bit more uh, and shows me a little more mercy. Uh, they're new every morning. Watch this. Great is thy Faithfulness. That's interesting. Something happens in verse number 
23. He said, it is of the Lord's, verse 22, it is of the Lord's mercies that we're consumed because His compassions fail not. He's talking about the Lord. He's telling us, John, it's because of the Lord's. It's His. He's talking to us uh, about the Lord. Isn't that right? Even verse number 23, the Bible said they are new every morning talking to us about the Lord. All of a sudden, you see that colon there in your Bible, then all of a sudden it's almost like Jeremiah just found himself about to have a spell. He just quits talking to us just a minute and he says, great is thy faithfulness. He's not talking to us no more. Is that right? All of a sudden he said, hey, three chapters he's been telling us how bad it is. Just a few verses, he got to think about the mercy of the Lord and the compassion of the Lord. He just had to stop just for a second and lift his eyes toward the Lord and say, great is thy faithfulness. You know what he said? The nation of Israel put their self in the situation they in. God had been long-suffering. God had been merciful. They refused to repent. They refused to change. And God had finally sent judgment. And what Jeremiah's really saying was, he said, Lord, there's been a bunch of times we failed you. Hey, but a whole bunch of times we've fallen short. But God help me, but you've never failed me. And you've never failed us. And even in judgment, and even in dark days, great is thy faithfulness. Isn't that right? God, no wonder Jeremiah found some hope. Watch this. Jeremiah said, Great is thy faithfulness. Watch this, verse number, verse number 24. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore will I hope in him. Now, he told us he'd found hope. But verse 24, he tells us who the hope's in. He said, I'm just going to put my hope in the Lord. Now, there's a reference there. Watch what he said. The Lord is my portion. I don't have time to turn. Joshua brought the children of Israel into the land of Canaan. There's several, several verses, several chapters there that all it deals with is all the tribes of Israel got a portion of the land. Every tribe got a portion except one. Every tribe got a portion. I mean, they headed out a tribe of Reuben, tribe of, tribe of Simeon, they headed out to every tribe. And there was one tribe, Kirk, that never did get nothing. And it's the tribe, God help me. My soul, God help me. It's the sons of Aaron, the tribe of Levi. And they didn't get a thing. Not good. They didn't get one square foot of land. They did not get one piece of land in the promised land. Now, I'm a paraphrase, but here's what the Lord said. They gave them land, John, so they could tend to their crops and earl so they could, they could have cattle, whatever the case might have been. And every tribe got some except for the tribe of Levi. And it seemed like they'd have starved to death. It seemed like everything had been gone. And here's what the Lord told them. I'm a paraphrase, but this is what he said. He said, you don't need no land. They got no need for cattle. They ain't got no need. They ain't got no need for cattle. They ain't got no need for crops. He said, it's your job. I pulled you apart. Had to be priest. I pulled you apart to serve me and here's what he said Joshua looked at him and said the Lord is your portion and didn't get land didn't get crops didn't get cattle but they got the Lord they right you know what Jeremiah said right here it's what he's referencing he said everything's gone ain't what it used to be God, it ain't what it used to be 
How many politics are gone? The king's gone. Uh, the nation's gone. The economy's gone. Uh, there's pestilence. Uh, he said there's women boiling babies just to eat. Uh, how many things are going awful? Uh, we're living in dark days. The Lord's dealt bitterly. Uh, but he said even amongst all that, everything else might be gone. Uh, uh, but he said my soul cries out uh, uh, that the Lord is my portion. Uh, you know, Babylon's always in your Bible a picture of the world. Uh, it's a picture of the world in every aspect. Uh, and here's what he was saying. Uh, he said Babylon might have took the land. Uh, uh, they might have took the city. Uh, they might have ruined the politics. Uh, uh, they might have had their way. But there is one thing. Uh, uh, God help me. Uh, uh, that they cannot take from me. Uh, and the Lord is my portion. In the... Can I say this? I realize tonight the world might be going to pot. I realize this evening, I know, uh, you don't have to tell me I'm perfectly aware. Uh, I, I told somebody the other day, they said, you really don't watch any news? Uh, I said, I promise you, I have not watched the news in years. Uh, and they said, well, you don't even know what's going on. I said, sure I do. Everybody tells me. They're right. And don't use me watch it. You tell me enough of it anyway. But listen to me. I am, I promise you, I'm aware of what's going on. I, I know what's going on in Israel right now. I, I know what's going on in America. I realize the same things you do. I, but kind of stop and say this. I, the economy may fall. I, I'm not trying to be political, but you mark my words. I, we're well on our way this evening. I, I realize that. I realize tonight that the family, the world system's falling apart. Families are falling apart. Uh, but there is one thing that cannot be taken uh, and there's something in my soul uh, uh, that cries out the Lord uh, is my portion isn't that right? Jeremiah said he's enough Lord my portion saith my soul therefore will I hope in him Jeremiah said there's a lot of things changed but there's one thing that happened I'm just going to put my hope in him do you realize this evening I'm not trying to be funny and I know you know this do you realize in my lifetime there is very, very little that I can tell you has not changed somewhat? 27 years, very little has not changed. We was watching a movie the other night. I, me and Kendra was washing dishes, I believe, and me and the boys was in there. And, well, Aaron was going. It's just me and Andrew. And I was scrolling through whatever we was watching and, uh, on, Netflix, on Hulu or Prime or whatever, and it was a movie on and I told Andrew, I said, well, watch that. I said, I watched that when I was a little boy. It was a good movie. Me and Nana Shell watched that. as a good movie. I clicked on it and started watching it. About 15 minutes into it, they was cussing like a freight train. I mean, just awful. And I cut it off, and I called Mama, and I said, didn't we watch that movie? She said, yeah. And I said, what was you thinking? And she said, well, it wasn't that bad when we watched it. And I said, what do you mean? Well, we got talking, and she said, I know what it is. She said, when you was a little boy, they was a certain channel or something. Else. She said, if you watched on there, they'd cut all that stuff out. Right. Yeah. See, I, but see, listen, now I sit there and I thought to myself, wonder how many, that's movies from 20 years ago. And I thought, what's the youngest today? I've seen the boys watch cartoons uh, and them cuss and have drug paraphernalia and all kinds of things on cartoons. Uh, no wonder the world's falling apart. Uh, and the TV's raising their youngins. You know that? Uh, it ain't mom and daddy no more. It's tablets. And I'm, I've got them too. My youngins have got them. Uh, but I'm telling you, God help us. The world's falling apart and everything's changed. I told somebody the other day, when I was a little boy, Earl, I mean, I'm talking about maybe a little bit older than Aaron, maybe four or five years old. 
I remember Papa Er, Papa Jerry, and Daddy cut hay, and I was too little. They didn't want me to ride on the tractor, afraid I'd fall asleep. I remember we'd pull up to the field. Uh, they'd, find, they'd find a little tree out in the edge of the woods, and Daddy'd lay a blanket down. He'd say, now you stay right here, uh, and when we get done, I'll come back and get you. And I'd stay there all day long watching that tractor go around that field. God help me, I wouldn't let my youngins go outside uh, and stand in the front yard for 30 minutes. Are you listening to me? Things are falling apart, friend. Uh, I mean, I'm telling you they are. Uh, but listen, there's one thing that hadn't changed. Uh, I'm glad the Lord's the same today uh, and yesterday and forevermore. Uh, and Jeremiah said, I'll just put my hope in him in their hand. You may be thrilled to death. I, I, I'll be nice. You might be thrilled to death that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris got the White House. That may thrill your soul. But can I tell you something? Four years, eight years, it'll change. Yeah, right. right? It ain't always going to be like that. Yeah. There'll be somebody new come in. But aren't you glad tonight that we've got an anchor that stays true? Yeah. Doesn't change, doesn't waver. He's never wobbled on the axis. Uh, it's never changed just a little bit. Uh, he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And Jeremiah said, therefore, uh, I'm just going to hope in him. Watch what your Bible said. Verse 25. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him to the soul that seeketh him. What about that? Jeremiah said, the Lord's my portion. And I'm just going to trust in him. You know what Jeremiah said? He said, I figured out down through the years. Now he sent judgment to the nation of Israel. Here's what Jeremiah said. He said, the Lord is good unto them that wait for him to the soul that seeketh him. Jeremiah said, I understand God sent judgment. But if I just keep trusting him, just keep my hope in him, keep seeking him, he said, I know from experience, the Lord's good to those that wait for him and seek him. Can I just say this this evening? I don't know why we forgot that. I'm preaching to me as much as anybody else. But listen to me. I'm, I'm not, I ought not even say it the way I'm going to say it. I wasn't alive, but back in the 60s and 70s, I've got tapes that are in my office of great men of God that preached that the return of the Lord was imminent. And they preached Earl how bad things were, and it just couldn't get much worse. And I'm not trying to say tonight, I'm not trying to give you a false insecurity that I believe with all my heart it could be any moment. I believe that. But I'm telling you, things have been bad for a long time. But somewhere along the way, somewhere along the way, this generation, I'm not talking about my generation, I'm talking about this, gener this congregation of the body of Christ. Somewhere along the way, we've just forgot that those that just wait on the Lord, seek the Lord, the Lord's good to them. Amen. Even, listen, Daniel went to Babylon. But do you realize that the Lord blessed Daniel even in enemy territory just because he waited on the Lord and believed the Lord and trusted the Lord and did what was right? Even when it wasn't popular to do it. Listen, Daniel said, I don't drink the king's wine. I don't eat the king's meat. Just give me pulse and water. Uh, you know what happened? The Bible said uh, that God prospered him uh, so that he looked better than all the others. Isn't that right? Can I say, I'm not trying to preach a prosperity gospel, but I'm telling you this. The Lord is still good to those that love him uh, and wait on him and seek him. Uh, he's still good tonight despite what's going on. Jeremiah said, I remembered some things, but then I won't say this. I want you to realize he realized some things. He got his eyes off everything going around and around about him and realized that even amidst that, the Lord had still been good in there. Right? Then I will say this, and I'm done. I promise you, I'm done right here. Notice his response, verse 26. Jeremiah said, It is good that a man should both hope 
and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. Now, Jeremiah's remembered some things. He remembers everything, all the bad. He's realized the good. Now he's got a response. He's going to put the two together. And what he said, he said, I figured it out. He said, it's good for a man. What we said, it's good for a man. The man should hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. Jeremiah said, you know what I figured out? When bad things are happening, you can keep your burden. You can still be heartbroken. You can still hope that God will turn things around. He said, but what I'm going to do is I'm just going to hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. Jeremiah said, I ain't going to spend no time belly aching. In fact, I'll say this. I'm not saying there's none bad after that, no negative. But chapter 3 is a turning point in the book of Lamentations. You start seeing some positive things flipped in there after chapter 3. Jeremiah said, said just sit around belly aching. I'm still burdened, still brokenhearted, still weeping Earl, over my nation. But I'm just going to sit and the die is gain. Do you realize tonight the worst thing that could happen to us is we die? And the worst thing that could happen is the best thing that could happen. Now, I know we don't like talking about that, but it's true. What we see as the worst is really the best. Paul said to live as Christ and to die, that'd just be gain. Isn't that right? Jeremiah said, I'm just going to sit here, stay burdened, stay broke. I'm still going to weep over my people, but I'm just going to trust the Lord. And I'm just going to sit here and wait for him to come save us. Isn't that right? Watch this. I'm hurrying. I'm almost done. Watch what he said. Verse number 26, good for a man to hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man that he bear the yoke in his youth. You know what Jeremiah said? That yoke's talking about a burden. Jeremiah said it's good for a man to bear a burden. It's good for a man to go through some hard times. And we don't like that, do we? Jeremiah said it's good to go through some dark days. It's good. You know, can I show you something? Let me show you the turning point in the book of Lamentations. Watch verse number 20. My soul hath him still in remembrance and is humbled in me. You know what troubles do and hard times do? It'll humble you. Is that right? It'll get you to the place you quit looking at anybody. It'll get you as low as you can go. Jeremiah said it's a good thing. It's a good thing to bear a burden every once in a while. It's a good thing to go through some hard times. It's a good thing to strain against the yoke. It's a good thing to have some bad things come in your life because that's what humbles you and gets you to the place that God can really reveal some things to you. You think about it tonight. Some of the best, some of the best things God's ever revealed in your life happen in the lowest points of your life. It wasn't the mountaintops where God really showed. I mean, I, we like the mountaintop, but it's down in the valley. Aren't you glad he's a lily of the valleys? I just want to say that one more time. It's down in the valleys. Listen, you can't smell that lily up on top of the mountain. Now, but when you're down in that valley and everything's fall apart, now, how much sweeter does that lily smell then? Now, when everything else is gone, now, oh my, he says, a lily among the thorns. Now, so is my love among the daughters. Now, listen to me. When everything else is gone now, and all this left is thorns, now, how much sweet, precious now, is the lily then? Isn't that right? what Jeremiah said. He said, it's good for a man to bear the yoke in his youth. Watch what he said. Verse 28. He sitteth alone and keepeth silence because he hath borne it upon him. Here's what Jeremiah said. You go through some hard times. He said, you'll find instead of having to run. Now, I'm, I'm just preaching the Bible to you. I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. Jeremiah said, you know what I figured out? Instead of having to run and tell everybody how bad it is, when you bear that yoke in yourself, watch what he said. He sitteth alone, keepeth silence. 
because he is born upon him. Jeremiah said, "You think when you bear that yoke, go through them hard times, that gives you a place you don't need everybody else to feel like you do. You can just sit along. Whole world falling apart. You can just sit there and think about how good the Lord is. He even as bad as it is, he's still his mercies are new every morning." Bad as it is, it's his mercy that keeps us from being consumed. As bad as it is, it's his compassion that faileth not. And Jeremiah said, tell you bear a burden. You'll never be able to sit alone and keep silence and just think about the goodness of God on your own. I've seen it, Pastor. There's people that they need somebody else to get it started. They need somebody else to testify. But you bear a few burdens on your own, you don't need that. I thought about Lydia and Earl today and I thought about over year now. They've been at home, I reckon. Uh, but can I say this? They've been some burdens. Uh, I guarantee they've been some times over the last year that uh, that Lydia and Earl sit there and get to think about the goodness of the Lord and, and didn't need anybody else to sing a song. Uh, are you with me tonight? Uh, I, I tell you, that's what Jeremiah's is saying. Uh, uh, even if the whole world doesn't see it, uh, even if nobody else sees it, uh, if you'll bear the burden, uh, uh, you can see the goodness of God tonight. Watch this. Watch what he said verse 29. He put his mouth in the dust. If so be there may be hope. He giveth his cheek to him that smiteth him. He's filled full with reproach. Jeremiah closed this portion of scripture with this song. He's basically saying it's good to struggle. It's good to suffer. Good to lose all hope. In order to find hope in the Lord. Jeremiah, listen, Jeremiah was a weeping prophet. Years he'd spent telling the children of Israel, repent, repent, repent. Remember he went down there and told me, he said, you're just like the clay on the potter's wheel. But marred in the hands of the potter, that potter can take it down and make it again in the image he likes. Children of Israel still or wouldn't repent. Jeremiah come back, had a bottle already fired in the clay. Bible said he, I'm paraphrasing, but he told him, said, you're just like that bottle. Took that bottle and broke it. He said, when you was pliable, God could have done something. But now you've hardened your hearts. God's broke your bottle. Captivity come. I wonder how many times Jeremiah sat around and thought, oh, maybe I should have said something else. Maybe I should have done this. Maybe I should have done that. But when he finally saw the Lord, you know what he said? He said, I had to lose all hope to realize my hope wasn't in me anyway. It was in him. Yeah. What would do us good every once in a while to lose all hope to realize our, I, I don't, I, I, y'all know I've never preached this political. I'm not as political as some is now. Don't get mad at me. I'm just trying to help us. My hope wasn't in Donald Trump no way. Yeah. My hope wasn't in Joe Biden. My hope's not in the Senate, it's not in the Congress. I'll be honest with you, my hope's not in you, your hope's not in me. Uh, my hope's not in my wife, my hope's not in the sheriff's office. Uh, my hope's not in any of that. My hope's not in whether or not uh, I, I'm against it. God help me, I'm against it. Uh, but whether tonight Planned Parenthood goes on or whether it crumbles, uh, that my hope doesn't rest on Planned Parenthood. Uh, my hope's in the Lord and it do us good every once in a while. How to lose all hope to gain some hope in Him. Uh, and Jeremiah said when you do that, uh, that's when you have Real hope when you had hope in the Lord. Isn't that right? Said that, said that this man put his face in the dust if it meant having hope. Lord, he said, this man to get himself out of the way, lay his face in the dust. I mean, he'll fall on his face just to find that hope. Watch this. I said it like this. There's times in our lives God allows us to hit rock bottom, lose all hope in ourselves in order to get our eyes on him and find hope. Said all that to say this. Jeremiah's in a hopeless situation. Lost all hope. But I'm glad tonight there's hope in hopeless situations. Aren't you? Say, so, preacher, what is it? My hope 
is in Christ. That right? Tonight, I don't know what you're facing. It may not just be our nation. It might be something you're facing right now. I'm going to get Kendra. She will come, get, come sing a song. Might be tonight that your hope, you might be you're distraught about something else. Might be something in your family. Might be something in your marriage. I don't know tonight. You may feel like you're in a hopeless situation. But I'm glad there's hope this evening. I'm glad his mercies are new every morning. So preacher, what do they do? Get to think about all the times he's been faithful. Get to think about all the times he felt like there wasn't no hope before. Over and over again, God come through. God made a way. Send her feet this evening.